It's time for Rhema for Today. They accuse God of the storms and catastrophes of earthquakes and floods that continually occur. And even in our insurance policy, sometimes it's called an act of God. Makes me mad every time I read it. Nobody but an ignoramus would ever think so. That's not an act of God because it's not good. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we've gone into the archives and found Kenneth E. Hagan's series, Healing Classics. This will be a great month of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Well, here in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter and the 9th verse, Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Now turn into Acts, the 10th chapter, and the 38th verse, we read, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk to you tonight on this subject, where sickness comes from. Because, you see, as long as you think it's a blessing from heaven, you're going to entertain it and receive it and clasp it to your bosom and own it. But we need to know that sickness and disease does not come from God and it does not come from heaven because there isn't any up there. Amen, isn't that right? Now, if there were no millionaires in the state of Texas, they couldn't any millionaires come from Texas. Isn't that right? And so if there's no sickness in heaven, and the Bible plainly said it, there is none there, then sickness can't come from heaven. Well, if it doesn't come from heaven and from God, then I don't want it. I don't know about you. The Bible said every good and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, comes down then sickness can't be a gift that God sent you. Isn't that right? Because every good and every perfect, and then sickness can't be good. Amen. We read here how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and making people sick. Oh, no, that wasn't the good that he did. He went about doing good and healing the sick. Hallelujah. Thank God our God is a good God. And our God is a healing God. Praise the Lord. Now, I realize and recognize 
that it is difficult for those who are unacquainted with the Scriptures because it was difficult for me to see this one day. It is difficult for one that's unacquainted with the Scriptures to realize that the laws that are governing the earth today very largely came into being with the fall of man. That is when Adam sinned and with the curse upon the earth. And because men do not understand that or know that, then they, many, accuse God of the accidents that take place. They accuse God of the sickness and the death of their loved ones. They accuse God of the storms and catastrophes of earthquakes and floods that continually occur. And even in our insurance policy, sometimes it's called an act of God. Makes me mad every time I read it. Nobody but an ignoramus would ever think so. That's not an act of God because it's not good. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights. We could say from the Father above, praise God, with whom there is no variable in his neither shadow of turning. He hasn't changed. He's the same now as he was then. There's not even a shadow of turning with him. Now all of these natural laws, as we understand them, were set aside by Jesus whenever it was necessary to bless humanity. Now keep in mind the text. He that has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus is the will of God in action. I like to say it like that. What is God's will? Well, you see, he said, I came not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Then Jesus was and is the will of God. He was doing the will of God. Well, then when he set aside these laws of nature to bless humanity, if these laws were laws of God, then he was working against himself. You know, when the storm was on, the disciples was in the ship and Jesus had got on board with them and said, let us go over to the other side. And then he laid down the hinder part of the ship and was asleep on a pillow and there rose a great storm of wind so that the waves now beat into the ship and the disciples awakened him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? But you see, Jesus was a man of faith and he, when he got on board that thing, he said, let us pass over to the other side. He didn't say, let's go halfway and sink. He said, let's pass over to the other side. And Jesus had preached, you can have what you say. Amen. These disciples heard him preach that. He said, whosoever shall say, and not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. And so he said, let us pass over to the other side. He said it, he believes it, he just lies down and goes to sleep. Don't care how much the winds are blowing. Don't care how much the waves are beating into the boat. Bless God, he said, let's pass over to the other side. But the disciples became fearful. 
and they awakened him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And the Bible said that Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves. He said, Peace be still. He wasn't rebuking something that God was doing. Peace be still, and there's a great calm. But then he rebuked these disciples. O ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And so on, or similar words at least. You see, where is your faith? Well, again and again we see him. I just use the one illustration. Setting aside the laws of nature whenever it was necessary to bless humanity. I read where John Alexander Dowie said, and remember that he crossed the Atlantic and the Pacific back prior to 1900 when we didn't have all of the instruments of navigation that we have today. And he said, I've crossed the ocean 14 times. Because you see, he was born in Scotland and graduated from the University of Edinburgh as a lawyer and then felt called to preach and went back to school and graduated from the theological seminary and was a Congregationist minister, but then received about 1875 light on divine healing, the power of God and faith, and began to preach it. But he said, I've crossed the ocean 14 times. And ever crossing, he said, almost every one of them, the storms have arisen. And all 14 times without exception, I just stood on board the ship and said, peace be still, and it ceased. Praise God, if that worked for a Congregationist, it ought to work for a Baptist. Amen. You see, he recognized the truth that that was not God in the storm, but that these laws came into existence because Satan became the God of this world. All of these natural laws, let me say it again, as we understand them were set aside by Jesus whenever it was necessary to bless humanity. They came with the fall their author is Satan, not God, Satan. And when Satan is finally eliminated from human contact, or rather from the earth, all of these laws will stop functioning. The Bible plainly said that when Satan is bound, you know, and put there in the bottomless pit, that there shall be nothing that shall hurt or destroy why, well, it ought to be obvious where these things come from. But now I can understand why people are perplexed. I can understand why they're confused. Because, you see, we haven't taken time to get into the Word for ourselves. We just accepted what somebody else said about it. We accepted what some unbelieving minister said about it. Or we accepted what our church taught about it. Instead of seeing what the New Testament, the Word of God, the Bible actually had to say on the subject. Many of us never examined the Bible on these subjects. I know even myself, as a Baptist boy, raised up from the deathbed, but you see, I didn't know what I know now. I'd only received one little glimpse of light. I had just seen that Mark eleven twenty four said, What things ever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and ye shall have them. I didn't know healing was in the atonement. 
I didn't know himself took my infirmities and bear my sicknesses. I didn't know by whose stripes ye were healed. I didn't know surely if born our sicknesses and carried our diseases, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. I didn't know those verses in the Bible, and if I read them, they didn't register on me. I didn't know that Satan was the author of sickness and disease. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer is the three CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Receive from God. Also in this month's offer, the book from Kenneth Hagan entitled, Blessed Is. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. 99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Honey, October's a busy month. Yes, it is. Yes. Rama College Weekend, October the 15th through the 17th. If you're interested in knowing what Rama is all about, come and visit us on the Rama USA campus. Yes, you can and, go. If you want to get more details, just go to rama.org and the details there are about the college weekend. Call 1 888 Faith 99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Healing Classics. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.